Hey there, this is Anita from the Wise Woman's Workplace, and I'm here to share with you insights that made the difference in my journey from administrative assistant to executive director and beyond. Over the years, I've collected lessons learned on how to become a sought-after employee, and I want you to know them too, so that you are finally valued for your real contribution at your workplace. So, let's get started. Hi, this is Anita from the Wise Woman's Workplace podcast and Facebook group. In episodes 8 and 9, I spoke about why I believe you should have a career mentor, regardless of your level in the organization, and how to find one which is a good fit for you and your specific needs. In this episode, I want to talk to you about what you can do to keep a great relationship going with your mentor once you finally find one. Once you've gone through the effort of finding a career mentor, you're going to need to spend a little time planning on how to make that that exchange work for both of you. The mentor has probably agreed to help you because they really do want to help you, but most mentors will be concerned about creep, as in time creep and scope creep. Well, what does that mean, you may be asking? Well, your mentor is likely a busy person, and despite wanting to see you do your best, they're still only able or willing to help at what I would call a first degree level. You can think of this like a casual conversation over a coffee as compared to, I don't know, cooking and eating a meal together. The first case is simply much easier and requires less time and is likely much closer to what a mentor is willing to offer. Now, the mentor has agreed to help you and I'm sure they they really want to do so. But I'm also pretty certain with a little preparation that you can make the whole experience much more pleasant for both of you. In order to do that, I would suggest keeping the four following points in mind. First, keep the boundaries and expectations of the mentoring relationship clear in your mind. Know what you would like them to help you with from the beginning and make sure you always stick within those bounds unless your mentor really offers to do more. So resist the temptation to go too easily with an offer for help. Your mentor may only be willing to help you for a few times, and using up that option on less desirable support may be a waste. So think about what you would hope to ask for from the mentor and really try to stick within those bounds to be respectful. Now, your mentor really may often make offers to help you. So Use your best judgment, obviously. I mean, if they're making small offers to help you along the way, and if you decide to accept those smaller offers, always be sure to say thank you and follow up by giving them some news back somehow. By sticking to the expectations of the mentoring agreement, your mentor will have more of an incentive to keep supporting you. Second, do your groundwork in advance to get the most out of your meetings with your mentor. Make sure to have explored venues already available to you. You don't want to have a meeting with your mentor and that the mentor gives you resources that you could have found easily on your own. You would be wasting their time and the opportunity that you would have had to get greater insight. Plus, your mentor will be impressed with the work that you put into prepare yourself before reaching out and will be appreciative of the respect that you're showing towards them. Preparing yourself in advance will demonstrate to the mentor that you are dedicated to making this a positive and productive experience. Third, always be courteous, sincere, and professional. 
you'll need to actively manage the scope of your mentoring relationship. This person is giving you their free time, so make sure you're acting in a way which really deserves that. For example, make sure that you commit to taking the actions they suggest to you between the meetings and follow through. The major part of the workload should definitely be on you. Many mentors will be happy to give recommendations or even share ideas. So you can think of this like a friendly conversation where it starts to become more challenging and where you may feel resistance from the mentor is when you're taking too much of the mentor's time or asking them to do things for you. For example, they may be happy to recommend that you get in contact with people of certain profiles. You may feel like they have someone specific in mind. And so it's generally acceptable to ask, do you have someone in mind that you think I should contact? Although asking them to put you in contact with the person may be going too far as you're now asking them to use their network on your behalf. Okay, if they do give you a specific name, it would be good to ask your mentor if you can mention the mentor's name to the suggested person when you contact them. If this is the case, you should either copy the mentor on the communication or inform the mentor when you've reached out to the person that they suggested. And on this point, Always be thankful and gracious to your mentor, even if they don't give you everything you were hoping for. This is a long-term relationship, so it might be something that comes back in a bigger way later for you. And by treating this somewhat informal relationship with a good dose of professionalism, you'll be doing what is possible to keep your mentor engaged in the relationship. Finally, fourth, Always be thinking about how you can support your mentor back. As mentioned already, they're giving you their time, experience, expertise, and brain power. You may not yet be well-connected enough to help them out with, their, with your own network, but you may be able to support them on a more personal level. Like, I don't know, if they mention things about their children's interests or perhaps their own hobbies, make sure to sit there and listen and talk to them about it. People like to share what they're passionate about. And you don't need to lavish them with gifts, but sincere gratitude and consideration will certainly be appreciated. If you really feel like a gesture is in order to thank them for their support, maybe when you've met a specific objective or had a certain success, you can give them flowers or perhaps a beautiful leather-bound notebook to say thank you, um, or even something else that you know that they'll appreciate but I would usually stay away from gifting alcohol and just know that normally it's not something that is expected. So let's quickly review those steps. First, keep the expectations clear in your mind and stay within the boundaries. Second, do your homework before the meetings take place to make the most of the meeting for you and for your mentor. Third, always be courteous, sincere, and professional, even if you don't always get what you were expecting. And fourth, always try to help the mentor out in a sincere way if you can. Remember, a career mentor is someone who can save you lots of time and difficulty in your career and can help you get on the faster track to advancing your career. So you need to make the most out of this great opportunity. And believe me, a little preparation will go a long way. That's it for today's show, but if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or sign up directly on my website, anitabellitz.com, that's A-N-I-T-A-B-E-L-I-T-Z.com, to receive automatic notification when a new episode comes out, or to submit a question or suggestion for a topic that you want to hear about. 
I'll include the link in the description for you in case you want to check that out. I love sharing these tips on how to become a sought-after employee and to hear how it's making a difference in your lives. So thank you so much for listening. There are many more helpful tips on the way. Until next time, take care of yourself and be wise.